E40 just walked into my party and oh, I was wow. like, yo. And he oh was just God. like, where's Chef Nikki at? And I'm like, I'm here. He's like, I've been waiting to meet you. And I'm like, what, <laughs> E40? You know me? <laughs> this is Lit and Lucid, your after work de-stress smoke sesh podcast. I'm your host, Lit. And I'm your host, Lucid. And we're going to take you on a journey. A journey to discover the truth and find the balance. Every week, we get deep on those thought-provoking topics that ooze out of the cannabis universe. But we also keep it real by illuminating important issues and people in today's culture. So kick back. Consume your favorite cannabis products. And get cozy cozy in the the Lit and Lucid lifestyle. Welcome, everybody, to the Lit and Lucid podcast. We are winding down another season of our show. And today, you guys, we have a really fun guest on. Jared and I, we love smoking weed and eating bomb food. In fact, you can find us doing that probably every weekend. Uh, Today, we have uh, Chef Nikki on. She is the founder of The High End Affair. And when we heard about her, we knew it was definitely something we wanted to learn more about. She is one of the most sought-after culinary entertainment chefs in the country, having toured with DJ Khaled and curated dinners for Snoop Dogg, Dave Chappelle, and Quavo. We are super excited to dive into this episode to learn more about Nikki's journey in mastering the art of cannabis, culinary, and conversation. So with that, welcome, Nikki. Thank you so much. Great to be here. Totally. Excited to chat. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, we're stoked to have you on the show, Nikki, and I can't wait to hear more about what it's like to cook for stars like Dave Chappelle. We briefly talked in the in the pre-show, and I know you're doing some really exciting stuff with him right now. And uh, but first, Mm -hmm. to kind of set the stage here, let's talk about your journey into cannabis. You know, when did you start consuming and pairing cannabis with food? Um, I was a typical teenage consumer. Uh, That was my first. uh, You know, about with cannabis um, and then incorporating it into my adult life when I realized that I don't know why my knee hurts, but I'm probably need to smoke some weed to fix it <laughs> for the moment. <laughs> so, you know, the older you get, your check engine like comes on for no reason. Um, so um, my relationship, you know, now with cannabis as a consumer, but also as a part of the fabric of the culture, um, involving cannabis and culinary infusions and um, things like that. So I've been doing that for um, almost about eight years, the cannabis and uh, incorporating it into food. Um, and over the last few years, I've been doing more like events and dinner parties and really kind of like putting it out there that it's okay to have weed in your food and nobody bad at eye. I don't see what's wrong with that. (laughs) I mean, mean, yeah, eight years in it. I mean, you were still doing it even before it was cool. I mean, now it's becoming uh, way more of a mainstream thing than it ever has. But I mean, eight years, that's like, that's a chunk of time to kind of be doing that even before uh, it's been so like welcomed, I guess. For sure. I mean, I I started off being very quiet about it, very underground, very low key, you know, so I would do private little things or make edibles for um different friends and celebrities and at some point um one of my college um classmates who worked for snoop said hey could you do like a really big dinner and doing cannabis and food and i was like i mean 
Yeah, so I'm thinking like a big dinner, in my opinion, might be like 30 people, I guess. <laughs> yeah. uh, she's like, oh, it's 250. And I was like, word, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to put on a different type of thinking cap. Um, and so I was able to definitely pull that off. I do have a background in pharmaceutical sciences. So I pull from a lot of that as far as like the mathematical equations, as far as dosing, as far as like how to properly, you know, get the food to a certain level uh, where you're, it's still enjoyable, it's still palatable, um, and you are fully elevated enjoying the rest of your evening. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. I was like, 250 people, how are you going to dose that properly? I was just thinking about how yeah. I could barely make a cake and like double the recipe and make it work out. So <laughs> kudos to you for that. Um, but let's start, about, let's kind of dive into that. I know your educational background was in pharmaceutical sciences at Ohio State. So tell us a little bit more about how your educational background kind of led to this career path. Um, I know, you know, you didn't st start out to become a chef. So tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess I could always say, I always say this and it always shocks people when I say I really love drugs, but like I do. <laughs> I mean, I love <laughs> Yeah. To learn about them. <laughs> I love to learn about them. I love to learn about, um, you know, different variants and what you can do with a single source item and how many ways it can go. And cannabis is one of those things hmm. that can go a thousand different ways, right? Yeah. And so I took the knowledge that I had in the pharmaceutical space. Um, once I left that career, I decided to become a chef because I really felt that I needed to love my job. Um, I know it sounds weird. Like most people just think it's work and, you know, you just do your work, but I'm like, why can't I find my job actually soul satisfying instead of being like, yeah, I got a degree in this and it's cool. And this is what I do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was like really wanting to have some sort of um, quality of life to be honest. <laughs> and I didn't really want to be bound to um, a small space counting in fives every day. So I started to study uh, different facets of the culinary space. I was like reading recipe books. Like it was like casual reading. Like I'm sitting on the toilet, like reading recipes. <laughs> it's like, it's like, Matt, you know, like people go in the bathroom and read magazines and be on their phone, and I'm like, oh, man, I gotta figure out. That's so know? fun. So I'm just reading recipes. <laughs> yeah, so I just became inundated with and kind of obsessed with um, trying new things. So um, yeah. I'm also a mom, so a lot of time I'm in the kitchen a lot, just being a mother yeah. and making sure my kids eat. And so I try recipes all the time with them, without them. I have my homegirls come over for dinner parties. That's awesome. And that's kind of how I got in that space. Yeah. And everybody said, Nikki, you really should do this like for a career. And I was like, mm, I don't know. I'll figure it out. And um, then I said, why not? Fuck it. I'm doing it. And so I just went through a straight path, just, just regular culinary, like worked at different restaurants traveled the world studying food um all the things and then someone came to me and said um you know about the party for snoop and then once i did that 
I was like, oh, it's not that bad. I overthought it. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm, I'm an overthinker in general. Yeah. I mean, you might be too. Yeah, likewise, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, it's just like I had an OCD moment about, like, my, how I am portrayed and how my food is relayed in the palate. Like, I was really having, like, this moment and also realizing I knew my food was good. Yeah. And I also knew people were going to be really hot. And they were going to love it regardless. <laughs> <laughs> so How true. could you not, right? That is true. That's a great point. How could you not, right? But I had to figure out a fine line of, I was having these moments where my food was just too good because you shouldn't taste the cannabis. And then yeah. people were like, I, I just made it, had a second plate or third plate. I'm like, whoa, 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 hold up, hold up. No, oh my gosh. Yeah. no more of that. <laughs> Can't eat more <laughs> So I often have those moments where um, people are, um, they just love the food and they just want more. And I'm like, hey, I do have an uninfused version in the kitchen. So let me get you something different because I know you want a snack now. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That is kind of the struggle. Jared and I have gone to a similar event a couple of years ago and it was like a dinner party in somebody's backyard. And it was, it was like a five course meal and everything was infused. And by the end of it, oh man, like we were, we were super baked. (laughs) I mean, in the middle of it, we were like, we were (laughs) were all baked. We were like, oh my gosh. We had, there's like dispensary owners. Yeah. We're like all cross-eyed apparently. I don't know. It was crazy, but it was like, it was still fun though. And like, yeah, you can't. I mean, the food was good. Um, I feel like that could be a thing, though. And that's like so, so cool you bring it up about people tasting the cannabis in it because that's something that I feel like is probably one of the most like highly debated things, whether people want to taste cannabis or not. But I feel like it is like a good component to at least make people aware that there's still cannabis in there. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's a great component. I have a few fail-safes. So like, if you really overindulge, I got you. Trust me. <laughs> I am a magician of sorts. And so I will bring you back down to center. I do, like, in the coursing, um, I usually, the least amount of time you'll have in between courses is 25 minutes, about 20 to 25 minutes. But I usually keep it at about 30 to 35. I always have my guests for at least four hours, at least. Um, but there's a little balancing act that I do um, that I'm not, not a lot of people realize. A lot of folks that are doing cannabis dinners um, either A, aren't like properly trained. In, and, you know, these days you can go to culinary schools and schools of cannabis to learn dosing and properly and how to infuse dinners. When we're talking about two, three hundred people, that's different. Yeah. I think I'm the only person that I know in the world that is doing them on that scale. Yeah. Um, most people like kind of cap it at like 40, <laughs> 50 maybe right. or something like that. Um, but there's always a rule of thumb of a balancing act because um, I do a lot of one to one, but also my cocktails and my bartenders, like I'm sneaking you cbd in different ways right Mm -hmm. and different other things to keep you even because you're going to consume at least at least 120 on the meal but i've backed you down probably to half of that throughout it's just a it's a very fine science um and a lot of people may not know that and i might be giving out secrets but i don't Mm -hmm. care because you still can't do it the way i do it right (laughs) 
Do you also, are you like also the event planner too? Like, do you have to handle all those other details as well? Or are you mainly the chef? Girl, yes. I'm the top to bottom. I'm the front of the house person as well. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I'm very much a front of the house person. Very much so. Um, again, my OCD want to allow me to just let somebody else take control of it. Yeah. I mean, I do have people that actually do control it um, when we're on event, on event days. But beforehand, I set the tone. I table. I do this tablescape. I pick the flowers. Oh. I work with the florist. I have a, yeah, I mean, I'm everywhere. Like, I have a vision in my head on how I want things to be portrayed and relayed like that story. So I'm a friend of the house gal, too. You'll see it. me in both spaces. <laughs> I think it's cool. awesome, yeah, because I think the details really matter, and I think that's what people are looking for nowadays, especially as it's become more mainstream. People want the experience, and that's, that's like something I feel like uh-huh. that you hear almost every week with cannabis, whether you're walking into like a dispensary or you're like buying a product and holding the packaging in your hand or you're going into like an infused meal, like people are doing a lot yeah. of the stuff for the experience. And so um, I love what you do. You, you incorporate, I think I was reading about it today or last week or something. And you were talking about even like the music you guys use is like very much like part of the plan. And um, you use different DJs and you yeah. do like different like art based exhibits and stuff. And it really is like a whole experience, not just centered around cannabis and food. No. Yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to do something that, Okay, in my mind, when I, like, lay down in bed and I think about ideas, one day I said, I want to have the best party in the fucking world. <laughs> that's literally what I said. That's literally what I said. And I was like, how do I do it? And yeah. I just started piecing together things. Like, I literally, at this point, I have my own team of, like, circus performers. Oh, I, I have my own that travel with me. I have contortionists, fire blowers. Have all of the all of my um, circus homie friends, oh, and then I have great production people that help with my activations. We have a lot of different brands. We have to come up with unique ways to, um, like you know, pitch to consumers new products and things like that. So a lot of folks that I've worked with over the years with Live Nation and different types of like production companies. We all, they all work with me um, to pull some of these off because I really kind of want this to at one point be like the Willy Wonka slash Alice in the Wonderland slash Meow Wolf of events. I love yes. culinary cannabis. Like the top yeah. shit right there. That is all everything we love. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, seriously, you're like the missing yeah, piece like to I make it. Uh, right. What'd you I'll, say? I was gonna say that you're you're literally like the missing piece to take all those other things individually to like the next level. Like Meow Wolf doesn't really have like the food component, <laughs> I, but I mean, if they did, I'd no. be like, fuck yeah. So like, if you're like, if you're doing yeah, all the rest I love of it, Meow Wolf. Yeah, totally. Like every time I go to Meow Wolf, I have different moments and different. You know, like sometimes I might be on shrooms, yeah. yeah, or sometimes I'll just be hella high. <laughs> Either way. I see different things <laughs> every you time do. I go. Did you go to the one in New Mexico? Yep. 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 I really want to go to the that one in Vegas. One. Haven't been there yet. The one in Vegas is nice. I went too early. I need to go again because now they have more um, activations and more um, exhibits. Right. So Look at that grocery store thing. That one. That Omega Mart? Yeah. Omega Mart. It's fucking <laughs> legit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you probably love but that. But that's how I envision things. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 definitely. I see things in that way. 
That's I see cool. things in a way of, um, like, why can't we be adults, still have classy fun, but yeah. still have these moments where we're, like, drawn in into another ethos or dimension and just kind of zone out and vibe out. Mm-hmm. I, that's yeah. my thing. I think that's why, yeah, that's why people like go to events. They just want like something out of the ordinary. And so, you know, my question for you is kind of how did you become a chef for, you know, celebrities and athletes? But I'm almost thinking more of like, you know, do people just like hear about what you're offering and just start gravitating towards you? Or, you know, how did it all start coming about where like Snoop Dogg, I mean, you've heard about Snoop Dogg, but like DJ Khaled and uh, Quavo and all these other people, how did all that come about? I mean, yeah, it's usually word of mouth. I've not done any marketing. <laughs> not really. Um, it's mostly word of mouth. Honestly, when you get in certain circles, um, like my, I have one circle of um, craft services. You know, that's a whole lane. When you're doing craft services for shows or events and things like that. So that's one part. So I get a lot of people that connect with me, a lot of celebrities connect with me that way. And then... I do a lot of like elevated luxury celebrity events, not even cannabis related. And so like I did Diddy Super Bowl party, you know, super random. I don't know how they found me. Somebody <laughs> called and was like, Hey, <laughs> I was like, okay. I mean, typical Diddy, he, they called like three days before. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Want to have a party. <laughs> and I, like to fly my team down to Miami. Oh my <laughs> it's crazy. That's epic. Um, so it's just kind of, it's word of mouth. And then when I have the high end affair, because I'm in those circles, and a lot of times, um, a lot of those celebrities and influencers just fuck with me in general, they'll support my events, you know? Yeah. And the ones I don't know, I was just telling someone um, the other day, like, I had a, a full circle moment when, E40 just walked into my party and oh, I was like, wow. yo. And he oh was just like, God. where's Chef Nikki at? I'm like, I'm here. He's like, I've been waiting to meet you. And I'm like, what? <laughs> E40? You know me? <laughs> and super more full circle, guys from Green Day walking. And I'm like, wait a minute. Hold oh up. My gosh. <laughs> this is different. <laughs> and Mike Durant comes up to me immediately and was like, I fuck with you wholeheartedly. Like, I really dig what you're doing. Because a lot of people don't know that Mike Durant is, um, one of the investors in a company called Golden Seed out of Santa Cruz. Oh, okay. And so they, you know, I've just, I get a lot of, of those types of people, Gary Payton, like people just show up. Yeah, I don't well. even, they literally just show up. So and with the high end, cool. with the high end affairs, are you creating your own events and like people can like register and come or you're just doing private events for other people? Yeah. So the high end affair has always been built off the premise of, we have a couple different sponsors in different markets. Um, of course, they'll change every market. And a certain amount of tickets are available to the public. So you do come on the website. You do register for the high-end affair. And we, um, we essentially have a vetting process. So we do have to make sure you're a, a right fit for the people in the room. Um, and just because there's – sometimes we have different, like, themes, like, Every now and then we'll do um, one called the pregame. And the pregame is centered around sports. Mm -hmm. So I have a lot of athletes in cannabis, like Calvin Johnson, who is Megatron from the Detroit Lions. I'll have Gary Payton. I'll have Al Harrington. I'll have a bunch of football, basketball players, and NHL players that have brands. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And so we create the, um, the environment to be a little bit more sports related. Like we did one for NBA all-star weekend Nice. or we'll do one for an NFL draft weekend or something like that. And then we curate the room. So it makes sense if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. So it, it is very like we we do carefully select our guests because you do have to sign an NBA to be there and you do have to keep your phone in your pocket. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, that <laughs> that'll my... be your last. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, I, and I like that you do that though because we've been to a few events and and I feel you. I mean, there's still like a certain stigma attached to it, and and, and like all of us that talk, I mean, we want it to be gone. We like want so hard to make Canada's normal, but the fact is, it's not normal. And the fact is that like some of these people are like, you know, they're not in a position where if somebody found out they're still consuming cannabis, like they may like lose some shit. And so, you know, we have to like you said, be adults, but go have fun. So. Um, I like that you go have fun. Be in the moment, right? Be in the moment. We have we have govern we have politicians that attend, and like I've smoked a bunch with a senator, and was perfectly like this is happening. Uh Right? Yeah. That's how it should be, though. That's so dope. I love it, and that's how it should be. And I mean, goddamn, man, cannabis should be legal everywhere. It's annoying because yes. it's okay to be fucking sloshed and drunk and hit cars and shit. Yep. But God forbid, God forbid you just hit your vape or your or your joint in the car and go to Target. What oh, the man. hell? Right. <laughs> you know what bugs me? And like this ain't saying nothing about, you know, alcohol and stuff. Like that's a whole other conversation. But we'll watch like the Today Show and stuff. And they'll be like pushing people's like tequila brands and everything like nothing. And I'm like, they would lose their flipping mind if it was like, Al Harrington's like Viola or something, even though to all of us, that's completely normal. But it, like, it's still like completely a whole different normal. world out there. So yeah, I think as a mom, I'm always trying to push for mom. To nor- no norm- it's okay if you're high. We need to be high sometimes to deal with these kids. <laughs> right. Just being honest. Let's be honest. Like, I'd rather a mom carpool, you know, that's high versus a mom carpool with a coffee cup full of vodka. Right. I'm just being honest. I know. Really? <laughs> I know. We At least had... I know she's going to be there all day. <laughs> right. I'm probably having a good time and like socializing with them yeah. and communicating. Uh, but that's that's the yeah. subject for another day. <laughs> um, it is. It is subject. <laughs> well, let's switch gears a little bit. I know that you've recently collaborated with PAX and they just released this new Aero Life Vaporizer. So tell us a little bit more about those recipes you created and more about this collaboration. This collab was pretty dope. Because <laughs> PAX, I've had a, have a pretty good relationship with PAX um, prior to this collab. <coughs> Sorry. I was literally just hitting my PAX on uh, Aero 3. But. Perfect. Ripping. Love it. <laughs> um, and so... Um, and they've been sponsors of the High End Affair. Like, I love, love, love packs. And so it hit me up and said, hey, we've got this new device coming out, these dope-ass sellers. What can you do with it? And I was like, hmm, I love a challenge. Right. So I came up with the idea to do monochrome recipes um, and, and ingredients where it's not very difficult, very minimalist. And they loved it. So we... um um, well, I decided to sh- to do them all vegan. I know it's kind of random, um, but I felt like it's still okay, you know, to associate 
Um, well, it is okay. Not still okay. It's okay to be health and wellness. Cannabis is health and wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get some simple, easy recipes that will blow people's mind. And then we're like, oh, and it was vegan. A lot of people are scared of vegan. I'm like, it's hard. It's really just vegetables and cool other shit to go with it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not that hard. It's all just plants, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so we we did these dope recipes, shot them in some really cool ways. And um, people are really digging them. I get a lot of folks that DM me about the carrot bacon. They'll send me their pictures mm-hmm. of carrot bacon. and so Which fun. is kind of mind-blowing for some people, yeah. It looks just like bacon. I thought it was bacon. I yeah, did too. <laughs> when I first, that, yeah. Now you gotta the way you it's the way you cut the carrot. Yeah. To get it like that, yeah. So do you like cut it, or you suppose, mm-hmm. or do you use like a like a potato peeler or something? I use a potato peeler. Oh, <laughs> Usually go. the best one is like a Y shaped potato peeler, and not like the one that's handheld. Uh. But you could use either. But um, you got to get off the first maybe like three layers of your carrot to get to the, where the lines, the lines. start to form. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. It was like, so, it looks like bacon. That's though. the line. And then you also made the matcha coconut pops. Those are super tasty. Great. And in time for summer. Right. For summer, um, for sure. Yeah. I, every now and then I want a popsicle that has a little bit of depth or creaminess to it. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I like cream chickles. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, so I was like, let's see what we can do here. And um, coconut is always a good idea. Um, you could, I, so the coconut with the matcha, a little bit of agave, um, a little bit of vanilla bean paste, and you're mm-hmm. done. Yeah. Um, so put it in a popsicle mold. Good to go. I always tell people you can add in like some shredded pineapple if you want. You can add in kiwi. Um, whatever you want or coconut, even coconut flakes. I just use the coconut um, cream, but you can definitely add some texture to it if you'd like. Yeah. Those would be amazing for a barbecue. Like you'd bring those out and your friends would be like, Oh shit. Like who has makes their own ice pops. (laughs) (laughs) Who does that? And you got fancy with it. It's like matcha and coconut and oat milk. It's like, it's a fancy thing right. that'll take you five minutes. Right. <laughs> really? And, and they're like healthy too. And that's what I still like about it. It's like healthy stuff, but it tastes good. Yeah. And you compare it and it like looks so legit with the cannabis. Yeah, it looks legit. I mean, and I think the colors too. I, I enjoyed like the color palette that PAX chose for the devices because it was kind of cool because you don't really find a lot of black foods. Like mm. the color black. Yeah. Um, if you th- when I'm thinking about that, like what is when people eat black things, it's usually like licorice on average. Yeah. Black mm-hmm. beans. Maybe if you're into it, squidding pasta. Right. Oh yeah, because um, you made that sushi right with the black rice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was. I dope. used the forbidden rice. Yeah, it was oh, pretty cool. Oh, I I had fun doing it and fun shooting it. Um. And just because I knew it was like you don't see sushi with black rice, not mm-hmm. a lot of places ever. Oh, dope! So. Yeah, we just pulled it up. That like looks so fucking sleek. What did you oh put inside of it? Because making a sushi at home is so but, hard. <laughs> I know it is a little tough. I'm. I mean, even for me, like I have friends that roll sushi all the time, 
and I'm still like, hey, what was it half again? So, um, <laughs> but I put watermelon radish, mm. avocado, oh my god, and so um, carrot and cucumber. You can put all those things in there um, to give it a little green pop. Carrot and cucumber, I mean, uh, avocado and cucumber are great. If you can't find watermelon radish um, and you want that little pop of magenta, uh, I use daikon Hmm. and cut it thin. And you can color it with either beet juice. It'll get a a little dark on the beet juice, but my favorite to color it with pataya, which is the dragon fruit powder. Oh, wow. And I let it soak in the dragon fruit powder like with water i make like a little what we call in the kitchen a slurry Uh um i make a little slurry and lay the daikon in there and it will absorb the pink cool there's a lot to this you want if you actually want cannabis in it you could put it in the wasabi or your dipping sauce that would be cool too that'd be pretty good even like if you like paired with like a cbd wasabi just to like temper it down a little bit or something that'd be really good for sure that's 100%. And what's the difference yeah. with these new PAX eras? Because we've had the just like the vape pens with the pods, and then we've also had the dry flower vaporizer. What, what are these uh-huh. new eras? So the new eras did not come in these awesome colors, number one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they come like really great colors. I think these are definitely just new and approved. And um, the one that I have now, the pod that I have, I have a diamond a pod that has diamonds in it it's so good it's so smooth yeah and i found that um i i don't have to charge my era for like days (laughs) like i I sometimes like four days it holds the charge like four or five days like really good so and i'm hitting it pretty regularly because i keep it in my chef's coat (laughs) there you go that's your (laughs) go-to they've been like the og especially like right I remember in Colorado here, yeah. some of the first products that had like live resin and just like a little bit more flavor. I'm not even sure if it was a live resin. It was just like a, a very flavorful pin. It was always the pack stuff. And so I've always looked at packs as like, just like tastes good, you know? And I, so I think just like pairing it with f- a food, just because I've always looked at, you know, the flavor aspect of packs just seems so natural, really. Yeah, so natural. And the dope thing about the pods is like, there's so many, like packs has so many dope brand partnerships mm-hmm. um like the quality is always like no matter what state you're gonna get some like super good premium pods for sure right oh, that's without a doubt they need to have a party now and you guys can have all the recipes you created with all the new vaporizers i'd say i think there's one coming <laughs> <laughs> I love I it. There's, there's talk uh pack is always going to be at my party always if, if I can, if I can help it, because my one of my favorite memories was when we brought the engraving machine to my party, mm. and everyone got an era and got it engraved. It was so cool. Yep, that's so fun. We've got a couple of engraved ones, and they're so cool. Yeah, we did it actually. Al Harrington. Yeah. Al Al had a party, and so he had the the yeah. Pax crew there. Yeah, at his party at Lit Dispensary. That was pretty dope. Yeah, fucking Al had yeah, like that's a, so dope. A tour bus handing out like free grams of like live resin. Yeah. Like, oh my god, man! <laughs> of course, hitting it up. I was my homie. I, I love him. Cheap. He's so cool. He's pretty my cool. Dog. Y'all, you need to come to Colorado and throw a party with Al, and like we will rep that. There you go. That yeah, that would be dope. 
I would definitely come to Colorado and throw parties with Al. Al and I have done some things in Detroit and LA together. Mm-hmm. Um, not yet Colorado, but we'll figure it out. I should be actually it. in Colorado soon. I'm doing a collab with a brand called Hydrate. They make THC syrups. Yeah. And I'm yep. doing a simple syrup. Yeah, they're super good. Like, when I tell you that is my favorite thing to go to sleep to, is their syrups. Like, good night, Irene. I'm out like a night. Right. Like, um, they've been but around I'm doing for a maple while. Syrup simple. Yep. They've been around for a minute. For sure. So, I'll be doing a little brunch um, event in Denver before the end of the summer. And I'll be doing, um, we're, we're doing cocktails with the simple syrup, um, doing a few different things with the vanilla bean um, extract syrup and the maple. Fun. I love that. That sounds dank. Yeah. yeah. That sounds yeah. pretty dank. Well, I know that you're ending yeah, yeah. Um, this next week with uh, the Dave Chappelle, what is it, the Camp Chappelle. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, summer camp, Chappelle summer camp, as it is infamously named, <laughs> is really a, a a collection of all your favorite comedians from around the world. Um, and they come and they do comedy in the middle of a cornfield. It literally is a clearing in a cornfield. And right now we got a lot of cicadas. So they're like, oh shoot, oh my gosh, <laughs> like making her in the production sounds right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's it's a really a cool last thing. Um, if you get tickets, I always tell people to get tickets, but they're really hard to get because they usually sell out in like literally two minutes. Um, but it's we all come together. I'm behind the food, so all the like parties and birthdays and brunches and things like that. That is my job. I also do like, um, last year when we did the camp, I did all the craft services and like, um, also fed the audience and did all the additional parties like that. So I was a pretty busy lady. (laughs) Everybody's like, I'm not working. I'm like, shit, I am. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even know. I was like, I didn't, Realize, like Dave saved my summer last summer. Uh, he saved a lot of people's summer last year. Um, That's awesome. Because he decided to just have everybody come to him. And yeah. the governor gave him special allowances for the shows. They were very intimate. It was probably the only show. If you were lucky enough to attend the summer camp show, it was the most intimate experience one would ever have with Dave and his um, guests. And I mean, like, Chris Tucker, Kevin Hart. Nice. Yeah. Um Trevor Noah, Chelsea Handler, Ali Wong, like everybody you can think of. Like Dane Cook was there last week. I was like, Dane Cook, holy shit, where have you been? Where have you been? <laughs> yeah, right. How cool. I was like, seriously? Yeah, it was cool. And then last week I got like I never I never have a moment, like a moment as a fan. My emotions are pretty in check because I still have to work. But I fanned out last week. Little tiny fan out moment. Because Soleil Moon Fry showed up, which is Punky Brewster. And oh, I literally yeah. lost my shit. I was oh, like, Punky gosh. Brewster's here? Are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? That's my girl. Yeah. And then Jaleel White came. So we had Urkel and Punky Brewster last week. How wild <laughs> that was, is like, that? The best. That's dope. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty, pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Moment. 
Well, I mean, you, yeah. you should, yeah, you should enjoy that shit because you know, like we heard from the start of this, it was all just like you just kind of put yourself out there and did it, and I think that's what's wonderful. And you know, just like people come to you, these celebrities, and they thank you and they want to meet you. I think you know that's a legit thing. You know, we're stoked to talk with you, and I think what you're doing, you put a lot of of effort and, and thought and and detail in everything you do, and, and and that all shows through to everybody else. So just like Dave can get up on yeah. a stage and make us all laugh, like. You know, you can make us like feel good and have these experience and have like great food and have a great experience and just like feel good from the food and the cannabis. Like that's a whole thing in its own, too. Yeah, it's a whole thing in its own. That's pretty wild. I enjoy I enjoy and I'm grateful to the universe that I am placed in this position. Truly. That is awesome. Yeah, very cool. That's pretty cool. Well, talking about like feel good summer, um, we're starting to kick off summer here. So what would be one fun recipe that you can share with our guests that they should whip up? Man, mm. outside of the packs recipe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are go-tos for sure. I always like to give people something to bring to the cookout. And <clears throat> because we're still meeting still in small groups and everybody's still having their little circles and cookouts. So what should you bring? One of my favorite summer things is banana pudding. Mm. Oh, down with it. <laughs> yeah. I love banana pudding. Um, and so, and I make it in a special way. Um, there's uh, actually, I could give you guys the recipe. <laughs> it is on my website though. Um, but banana pudding is cool because you can put it, I like to incorporate the, um, the actual, the, the simple syrup or the vanilla syrup into the whip when I fold it in with the pudding. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just literally translates as one of the like most dope summer little items. Sometimes I add strawberries into it or mm-hmm. blueberries, kind of give it a little different vibe. But yeah, that's mm-hmm. one of my favorite things. I, I definitely that. have a banana demo on my Instagram if you want to check it out. <laughs> Dope. Maybe we'll check it out. We're going to do a 4th of July barbecue, and I don't think I've ever made banana pudding. So there you go. I'm down with yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, if you like bananas, you could switch the fruit if you want. But I like banana pudding with the little with shortbread cookie. I was going to say, yeah, do you yeah. do the Nilla yeah. wafers or something a little bit classier? Nah, girl. I old school Pepperidge Farm shortbread chestnut Fuck cookie. yeah. Oh, my nice. God. Okay, cool. That's it. <laughs> Yeah. That is like yeah. next level. Yeah. All right. We're going to do yeah, it. Yeah. Get into it. <laughs> That's it. Get into it. I love it. Well, this has been for a lot sure. of fun. Yeah. Thank you again for taking the time uh, to just talk about a lot of this stuff with us. You know, I think, uh, you know, Lucy and I always love doing this. We always like talking about food and cannabis and then also hearing really the story of people just like, you know, vibing out and like living their life the way they should be living. So, you know, and you're definitely one yeah. of those people that just live in their life and really following your passion and your dreams. So kudos to you and, and thanks I, for everything you do, really. And keep keep it going. Keep the vibe alive. I'm going to keep it as long as it holds me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> thank, thank you. you. Uh, well, we are the Lit and Lucid podcast. We have one final question for you. Are you lit or are you lucid? Can I be both? <laughs> yep. Because <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> <Okay, cool. laughs> I'm always lit. And when I'm extra lit, I'm super lucid. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Which is most of the time. I love that. Yeah, for sure. I love that. All right. Well, thanks so much for vibing with us and teaching us all about everything you're doing. Uh, We love it. So cool. Check her out on Instagram and we could all drool over these really cool events that maybe one day we'll get to go to. 
I love it. Yeah, I'm already hungry. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Yep. All right, you guys. With that, I'm lit. I'm lucid. And that's it. Laters. Yeah.